Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story for this week's episode, updates on the 2021 Create a Competitor competition. First, we have the results from the final match of round three. The final match of round three, a tag team match, featured the team of Vicious Vic Vandal and Lauren Santiago versus the team of Private Cuddles and the Master Strategist. The winner, the team of Lauren Santiago and Vicious Vic Vandal. Those two will join. JAC and Time Bomb Tim in round four. Now, I had been speculating that round four would be like round four in years past. Pat Mulligan, the man who runs the CCC, would pick two potential finals matchups and you would vote for which finals matchup you want to see in round four. This year, it's different. This year, it's a fatal four-way match, an elimination fatal four-way match. There's going to be a poll where you can vote. I don't know if that poll is going to be on the discussion group, if it's going to be on the Facebook page, if it's going to be in a third location, but there's going to be a poll. You can vote for two of the four competitors in the poll the two competitors that get the most votes will be the two competitors in the finals. This is supposed to go live next Wednesday. That's the 28th of September as I record this. I'm not sure if it's going to be a two-day or three-day voting period, but there will be a couple days where you can vote. Again, you can only vote once, and you vote for the two competitors you want to see move on to the finals. As far as when that finals match will start, as when the finals period will start, I'm not sure. I believe they're going to give the finalists two weeks to make promos before whatever the contest is that they have to win to become the winner of the 2021 CCC. I know that Pat Mulligan wants to get this done before the next CCC starts, which the deadline to enter for the 2022 CCC is still October 31st, still Halloween. I'll give you more details when I have them, but that's all I know right now. I don't yet even have the email address or wherever you're supposed to send your submission in. I'm sure that'll get published as we get closer to the date. For now, though, what I can tell you is that the semifinal round, round four, will go live September 28th, probably around 10 p.m. like all the others. And again, I don't know at this point if it's going to run 48 or 72 hours. Unfortunately, I won't be able to give you that information because the match will be over before the next show. But I would say if you're going to vote, vote early. And again, it's a one-time vote. You go to the voting location on the internet, you choose the two you want to see make the finals, 
You submit that, and then you're done. Maybe one of the easiest votes in this CCC. One other thing that I wanted to bring up, because this was announced with all this information on the last episode of Talk of the Universe, they have stated they don't want to announce the winners of the 2021 CCC until the SRG Award Show. From what I understand, the SRG Award Show is going to be in February. To me, this is a huge mistake. Let me tell you why. Number one, this contest is going to end this October. I'm not sure what the date is for the finals to conclude, but it's going to end this October. So we're talking about having the remaining days in October, all of November, all of December, all of January, and then some days in February before we find out. Going over three complete months with no news about the 2021 CCC does no favors to the contest. It's entirely bad. Number two, here's the next problem that I see with this. While they may not tell the public who won, they might tell the winner who won. Here's the problem with that. Number one, let's suppose they tell the winner that the winner won the 2021 CCC. It is entirely possible, maybe even likely, that the runner-up will sign up for the 2022 CCC. So, if the two finalists square off, have their match, no winners announced, but hey, one of the two finalists signs up for the 2022 CCC, we can presume the other person won. So any surprise you're trying to sort of spring on people, that goes out the window. Number two, let's say they don't tell either person who won. Well, it's entirely possible, maybe even likely, that both of the finalists will sign up for the 2022 CCC, meaning we'll have over three full months where the 2021 winner is in the 2022 competition, and that could cause big problems too. You know, maybe the winner ends up knocking people out or potentially taking votes away from somebody. And then what? Do they drop when it's announced they're the winner? How upset are people going to be if they face the winner in the CCC and they lose, or they lose close and the number of votes that the actual winner got would have essentially given them the victory. It just causes a bunch of potential problems if we end up with the 2021 winner in the 2022 CCC. And let's say the 2021 winner continues to do well in the 2022 CCC, then it's announced they won. Well, what happens? Do they drop? Do they switch competitors? What? That's. I don't even know what they could do in that scenario. Or let's say you're the runner-up. You didn't win. People might think you're the winner, and they might you know, vote against you or not support you because, oh, you won, and then it turns out you lost. It's a huge mess. 
The only way, the only solution I could see is if you essentially say both finalists are getting a competitor made. Because if that's the case, then neither finalist would sign up for the 2022 CCC, at least as that character. Neither one would sign up as the character they ran in 2021. And then we would avoid that problem. That's what I'm seeing as the issue with holding off on announcing the winner until February. So I think either you announce the winner before the 2022 CCC sign-up period closes, or you put both finalists in Super Show the Game. Anything else, I think, is going to create future problems. That's my take on the CCC as of right now. I have not yet seen any promos for the upcoming Round 4 match. I have it on somewhat good authority. JAC will be putting out a promo shortly after or around the time this gets released. We'll just have to wait and see. Haven't seen anything else from Time Bomb Tim, Lauren Santiago, or Vicious Vic Vandal. I hope I do. I hope we see promos in the semifinal and final match. Next, the Faction Wars 3 draft was scheduled to be tonight. That has been postponed. Date and time to be determined. I'll give you that date and time when I can. Additionally, the date and location of Grand Gathering 3 was supposed to be announced tonight, September 25th, as I'm recording this. That has been moved to the 26th. That is when that announcement will take place. So I'll have to give you that information on next week's show when I have it, the Grand Gathering information. The other information, I'll just give it to you when I have it. Because there is no draft on the night of September 25th, there will be Sunday Night Fights tonight. I will give you that information at the end of the show. There are three creative competitor tournaments coming up in the next few months. We have Marktoberfest 4, October 15th, Recess Games in North Olmsted. We have TFD hosting one for ACCW in Alpharetta, Georgia. That's November 5th. And Nerdvana is hosting one. I believe they are in southern New Jersey. I could be wrong on that. October 8th. I thought that was a creative card tournament. It is a creative competitor tournament. We have gotten some more information on two of those tournaments. First, the Georgia tournament. We have the stipulations for the top 16. All of the matches in the first round of the top cut, the top 16 cut, will be either table, ladder, or steel chain matches. The stipulation will be randomly chosen for each matchup. In the top eight, the stipulations will be either steel cage or Liger's Den. Again, random selection for those. In the top four, in the semifinal round, they will all be Ring of Fire matches, and the finals of the TFD Create a Competitor Tournament will be played using the main event stipulation. That's for TFD. For Nerdvana, here is what we know about the Nerdvana Tournament coming up October 8th. 
the tournament should start around 12 p.m. local time. There will be Swiss rounds based on attendance. Expect around five to six rounds of Swiss. Then there will be a cut to the top 16. In the first round of the top cut, they're going to randomly select from the following stipulations for each match. Steel cage, ladder, table, steel chain, Liger's Den, and Cyclocircus. In the top eight, each match will be played with a special guest referee. The special guest referee will be a singles competitor who is a member of Dirty Jurors. So either Johnny Eldorado, JPL, Lobo Suicida, or El Hombre Cybernetico. Again, these will be random and there will be no repeats. So once one of these singles competitors has been chosen, the next matchup will be from the remaining three, the next matchup will be from the remaining two, and the final matchup will be the last competitor that was not chosen. I'm not sure if the top 16 will be done the same way. I don't believe so. I believe in the top 16, you could have duplicates. In the top eight, no duplicates. The top four, the semifinal round, will be either a tables, ladders, or chain match, or a last competitor standing match. The stipulation in each match will be chosen by the player in the match who had the best record going into the match. Based on what I'm reading, it looks like both stipulations could be chosen for both matches. Meaning, if the first match picks last competitor standing, the second match could also be last competitor standing. One stipulation being chosen does not prevent that same stipulation from being chosen by the other person in the other match. That would make that choice. The finals will be played using the main event stipulation. They've announced that the ticket price for this event is going to be $25. You will have to submit a deck list. You're going to email your deck list to nerdvanaNJ at gmail.com. You have to include your spectacle faction, so Valiant or Newman, and the entrance card you're using. There will be diversity. So if, for example, there are multiple people playing Snake Pit in the tournament, only the Snake Pit with the best record will make the top cut. Finally, 2020 Vision and any other erratas apply. There was some championship news this week. The biggest was the unification match for the LFF Tag Team Championship. We had Dangerous Alliance versus Jawjammers. Dangerous Alliance holding the original LFF Tag Team Championship. Jawjammers holding the Underworld or Real LFF Tag Team Championship. They square off finally to unify the belts so there will be just one championship going forward. In the Dangerous Alliance, Chris Pate played as Big Bad Bobby D and Sean Loeb played as Combat Chris. In Jawjammers, James Booker played as the Mad One and Press 1P played as Ariel Lipstick. This ended up being a pretty good back and forth match. Early on, the Jawjammers hit a lot of finishes. The match went to crowd near two very quickly. However, they weren't able to capitalize on those finishes. There was a moment of controversy 
after we hit the crowd meter two point. At one point, Jawjammers played a card that said if it was stopped, the match would end. They would lose via disqualification. It was stopped. There had to be a review. It turns out the match was no disqualification. I don't think anyone knew that going into it, but the match was no disqualification. So that did not end the match, but we almost had Dangerous Alliance win via disqualification. That didn't happen. Instead, the match continued. It goes just a little bit further into Crowd Mirror 3. And the winners, Dangerous Alliance. Dangerous Alliance are the unified, the sole LFF tag team champions. Congratulations to them for winning the championship. Next, I have some news about the Deep Six Championship. The championship is currently held by Tim Riley. It's been announced that there is going to be a future six-stop event and that the top four in that six-stop event, along with any other current contenders for the Deep Six Championship, they will take on Tim Riley in a gauntlet match. Additionally, if somebody defeats Tim Riley in that gauntlet match and becomes the Deep Six champion, they will face the remaining people in the gauntlet. So we could see Tim Riley win all the matches. We could see Tim Riley lose a match and then the new champion win out the remaining matches. We could see multiple champions in one single event. We could see the championship change hands each match. It's going to have the potential to be crazy. When is this going to happen? We don't know yet. No date or time has been given for this or for the future six-stop event. I will give you that information when I have it. Finally, regarding championships, we've had two contenders announced for the LFF Tri-State Championship. One of them had already been announced, Ryan Pierce. The other one is going to be Vicious Vic Vandal. It sounded like Vicious Vic is going to get the shot before Ryan Pierce. I can't promise that. That was just the impression I got based on the announcements made. But those are the next two contenders for the LFF Tri-State Championship currently held by Press 1P. That is what I have for championship news. A couple of other odds and ends. Kickstarter. The next SRG Universe Kickstarter campaign has been announced. It's going to be for the next three issues of Super Show, the comic. Issues number three, four, and five. The expected launch date is the third weekend in November. That is the weekend of 18th through 20th. That's the Friday to the Sunday. Usually, SRG launches their Kickstarters on Sunday around noon. So, I would expect... November 20th to be the likely launch date. That's not guaranteed, but that's what it looks like. I can also say that because these issues seem to be themed around the Ringmaster and the Freak Show, we're going to be getting competitors based on D1, D2, D3, maybe Harrietta, maybe the Ringmaster. We'll just have to see. But it looks like we're going to get rookie versions, at least, of D1, D2, and D3. It would be nice because we do not currently have a legal 
singles version of D2. So it would be good to get one through this Kickstarter. That's all the Kickstarter news I have. Finally, before I get into the online tournaments from this past week, the annual Fill the Van campaign that SRG Universe participates in every year is going on, has launched. Basically, you make purchases on the website, specific purchases. I think right now they're selling dice rings, basically a dice tray in the shape of a wrestling ring. If you purchase the ring, they will donate that. They will use that money to buy toys to eventually donate to a charity for this Christmas. I'll give you more news on that as I have it, but that's where we are right now. The Fill the Van campaign has launched. With that, let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. I'll start with the Monday night consigliere fights. There were 16 players in this event. It was a group stage tournament, four groups, four players, top two from each group advanced. So eight players make the top cut. In the quarterfinal round of the top cut, all of the matches are played with a special guest referee. That special guest referee was spiked. In the semifinals, it looks like all of the matches were standard singles matches. It looks like these were going to be sticks, stairs, and chairs matches. And perhaps somebody used a GM's favor to change them to standard singles matches. But they were standard singles matches. And then the finals match was a last competitor standing match. The top four were tied for fourth. The judge, Tim Riley, as Mighty Marcel. And a Jeremy P. listed as Pluto. I am not familiar with Jeremy P. This could be a new player. This could be Jeremy Practicite. I hope that's not the case. That would be weird. But Jeremy P, third place, sorry, fourth place, tied for fourth with Pluto. The finalists were John Polverino, Press 1P as Fortress, and Bob Dunn as Robert the Brain Dunn. With the winner in the last competitor standing match, John Polverino, the player of the era, wins Monday Night Consigliere Fights. Congratulations to him for the victory. That brings us to Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. There were 18 players in this tournament, two groups of five, two groups of four, top two from each group advance into the top cut. It does not appear that there was a stipulation in the first round of the top cut. Psycho Circus in the semifinals and claim the throne for the finals and for the third place match. The top four were in fourth place, playing as the dweeb, Jeremy Steigerwald. In third place, playing as Lobo Suicida, the grump, Danny Thunder. The finalists were Mark Perry, playing as Alien Invader, and Loudmouth Leo Larynx playing as Donation, I believe the new version of Donation. The winner, Mark Perry as the Alien Invader. Congratulations to Mark Perry for winning Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. This brings us to the Friday pop-up event. 
This pop-up event, I believe, hosted by the Cheetah, Ian Chambers. There were 14 players in this event, two groups of seven. In the first round of the top cut, you had triple threat or triad matches. And then the winners faced off in the finals. The top three in this event were, in third place, playing as Slime Girl, Chris Angler. The finalists were Candyman Dan as Hold the Line Harry and Candy Ma'am as herself. So an all Candy Fam finals with the winner going undefeated on the night, Candy Ma'am herself. Congratulations to Candy Ma'am for winning the Friday night pop-up event. I also have a report from a locals. This is Miso's Games in Louisville, Kentucky. The Louisville group restarting in a new location. They've sent me the results of their most recent event. This event took place earlier today, Sunday, the 25th, as I report this. There were eight players. They faced off in Swiss rounds with a cut to a top four. The top four end up being in fourth place, playing as the Drunken Master slash Zen Master, Colton Jank. In third place, playing as Eric Jaden, Mona Jank. I'm not familiar with either of those two players, so I'm happy to see new players being picked up in Louisville. In second place, playing as Gia de los Muertos, Kirk Polka, and the winner, playing as Piglet, Kyle Crabtree. Congratulations to him for winning their Sunday event in Louisville, Kentucky at Miso's Games. That brings us to Sunday Night Fights. Sunday Night Fights starts off with a series of matches between the Cannoli and the SRG BOSS. From what I understand, the Cannoli won, I believe, three Monday Night Fights tournaments in a row, so he earned himself three challenges for membership rings. Normally, I don't report on membership ring challenges. I know how important getting a membership ring is. I chased that for a long time before eventually I got one. So I always feel bad for people when they challenge for a membership ring and they come up short. So I don't like reporting on it. It's also not really news the greater community needs to know. It doesn't really have much meaning beyond the person who is actually just challenging for it. But because it's on Sunday Night Fights, I'll talk about it. So, the Cannoli has three chances to earn himself a membership ring. Each one of these chances takes the form of a best of three series. In the first chance, the Cannoli playing as Pang faces the SRG BOSS in a Beast Unchained match, two out of three falls. The first fall goes to the boss at crowd meter one. The second fall is taken by the Cannoli at crowd meter one. And so it goes for a third fall with the boss taking the third fall at crowd meter one. So first opportunity, the Cannoli does not get. We go to the second match. This is a dark match. The Cannoli playing as Copycat 
versus the boss as Rising Sun. The first fall happened so quickly, I don't really even remember it happening. But the SRG boss wins the first fall, and then at crowd meter two, the boss takes a second fall. So the cannoli has failed in the first two chances. The third chance, main event stipulation. The cannoli playing as the ultimate fighter. The SRG boss playing as the next supreme. The first fall goes to the SRG boss. The second fall goes to the cannoli. And the third fall goes to the cannoli. The cannoli, using up every chance, finally earns himself a membership ring. Congratulations to the cannoli for achieving this. The final match of the night, a trios match supposed to be between Candyman and the Italian Mabata. If the Candyman wins, she will be considered for a shot at the LFF Trios Championship. At the last minute, there is a substitution. Instead of playing the Italian Bombada, Candyman plays Shaggy Shark. Candyman as the line, the Trios competitor, her faction mate Yasmin used to become LFF Trios champion, versus Shaggy Shark playing as the Beach Bums. This is a very long match that only goes to crowd meter one, but it is much longer than the crowd meter indicates. And in the end, the winner rolling a 31 at crowd meter one, Candyman. Candyman coming off a hot week last week, winning her first ever creative competitor tournament, wins on Sunday Night Fights. Will this lead to a trio's shot for her? We'll have to wait and see. But that was Sunday Night Fights. As far as online events go, only one event has been posted on SuperShowTheGame.com. October 1st, 9 p.m., I believe that is a Saturday night, next Saturday night, there is going to be a trios event. $5 entrance fee. If 16 people sign up for this event, the winner may be considered for a shot at the trios championship. The following competitors are booked, My Girls, Brain Trust, The Elite, and Think Tank. Everything else is eligible. Outside of that, expect Dojo Tuesday night. Expect something Monday night. Expect something Thursday night. But nothing is currently on the website except for that. As of right now, there are only three spots left for that trio event. We may see more open up, but right now it is almost sold out. Finally, before I go, I want to bring this up. There has been a posting made about it, so I feel like I can, but I will not report everything in the interest of maintaining somebody's privacy. Bob Dunn, a player many of you may know. He is currently in the hospital. From what I understand, the prognosis is good. But I just wanted to get it out there, say this. Everybody loves Bob. Bob is a beloved figure in this game. He's a friend of mine. I consider him a friend. And I'm just hoping everything works out for the best for him. I'm sad to hear 
that he's suffering through this, and I'm hoping he turns around and he makes a full recovery. I just wanted to get that out there. With that being said, I'd like to thank all of you for listening. I'd like to remind you to vote for JAC in the next round of the 2021 Creative Competitor Competition. And a good day.